Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn and Reverend Linda Chandler. Love Talking today about love, life, and marriage and the tree of love, gateway to redemption. Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn in the studio today coming to you from Austin, Texas, uh, KTXW, The Bridge, today's Christian Talk at 11.20 a.m. on the dial. We're on on Saturday afternoon at 2, and we repeat again on, on Sunday at 3. And in the studio with us today, we don't have Miss Chandler. We've got my good friend Carol Everett and Julia Ruiz, and we're going to be talking about God's plan for life and love and marriage. And those are the things that we've been working on lately. It, this is, Kevin, this is a wonderful time in Texas. I know you're not getting much sleep because you're staying out at night with South by Southwest. But it is a beautiful uh, time in our city, and we're excited about that. And uh, Carol Everett is the founder and CEO of the Heidi Group, which is a national pro-life organization. She is the author of Blood Money, a longtime friend and fighter for the right to life. And a co-author, really, of our book, Praying and Praising Across Texas. And Julia Ruiz, and I'm, I don't say that right, I'm, I'm sure, is married to Kevin Ruiz, at 27 years, and is retired from the state government working in media arena and a strong advocate for life and love. And hello, my friends. Thank you for coming today, Carol. Hey, Julia. <laughs> Good to be with you. Julia, how do you say your last name? Um, in Spanish, it's Ruiz. In I can't English. say that. Yeah, I can't say that. In English, we pronounce it Ruiz. 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 Okay, like Suiz. Ruiz. <laughs> I can remember that. I've never known, and I, we've been friends for a long time. You yeah. retired from the state of Texas. What did you do with them? Well, I worked there for 30 years under four, uh, four administrations, uh, Gary Morrow, Jerry Patterson, David Dewhurst, and George P. Bush. So a total of about 29 years and 11 months, I'd just say 30 years. Uh-huh. And um, basically what I did there was schedule interviews, radio and TV for the commissioners, uh, promoted events through 
the news and uh-huh. and basically I just loved my job, but it was time to hang up the hat. And so you hung <laughs> you did hang up your hat and you have two young people in your household, is that right? Yes, ma'am. I have a 22-year-old who is fixing to graduate from Texas A&M. A&M. Good old ladies. And then she goes on to grad school at UTRGV. It used to be UT Pan Am in Edinburgh. She's been accepted to um, study, um, I guess, medical health. Really? And going into the field of physician's assistant. How exciting, Sarah. Yes. yes. And then our son, yes. who is 17 years old, may be graduating in December. He'll graduate early from high school. So they're both going off to their own colleges, and it's just going to be me and hubby. You're going to have <laughs> a emptiness. Well, yes, we're going to have you come back in the next few weeks because you've got a marvelous um Mercy miracle that God's worked in your life and Amen. in Kevin's life. What does Kevin do? Kevin works for the state, mm-hmm. for the Department of Health State Services, and uh, he is back at work. And I won't go into that, so yeah. we'll save it for the next time, but he's doing well. Thank you. Well, we certainly have uh, been prayer warriors for you guys for a long time because ha- Kevin has had very serious health issues. And, and I can identify with that. I'm just a walking <laughs> miracle. <laughs> yeah, walking miracle, Carol. You got it right. And Carol, you're, you are on the front lines. You, you, you just fighting the fight for life. We're having a lot of fun now. We're starting to win this war. war. We're mm-hmm. saving babies, not one by one, but Ten by ten, or maybe even a hundred by hundred, or a thousand by a thousand. We're so excited about what God's doing because it looks like we had prayed that He would end abortion in Texas because it started here, Mm -hmm. and everything indicates that He's answering that prayer. You know that is so exciting to me because I, uh, when we first came to Austin, uh, I homeschooled our youngest son Danny because I'm dyslexic and he's dyslexic, and so, uh, but we put him in um, open concept school. Uh, for, you know, art and music and sports and all that. And so every day I would drive down Anderson Mill Road, and there was a clinic there, and there were people outside with signs. Now, you have to remember, Carol, I came from Cut and Shoot, Texas, (laughs) uh, by way of Cut and Shoot to Lufkin, and I I just didn't know what all that was about. Mm -hmm. And finally one day, I don't know how I found out, but I found out it was an abortion clinic, mm-hmm. and the people were there praying and protesting. Yeah. Wow. And it literally shook the very roots down to my toenails because I had no earthly idea. Now, mm-hmm. that was 45 years ago. That clinic is still there. I know. I don't know that it's operating right now. I don't think it is, but it it's still there, and the people live in that particular clinic. And uh, that's an interesting clinic because... Um, I went over one day to pray with the prayer warriors, mm-hmm. and uh, not that I think I have any notoriety, but they wouldn't let me pray because my name wasn't on the list. So I thought, well, they're protective. The group that was praying. Yeah, yeah they are very, very protective, and I thought, how wonderful that they care about who's with them. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, that clinic is closed, and uh, we, we've gone from 44 abortion clinics down to 19 now. And if the uh, HB2 is upheld, there will be nine abortion clinics in Texas. Six of them will be Planned Parenthoods, and three will be privately owned. So we know who, who's, who's in the business of abortion. It's Planned Parenthood. 
Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that later. And I want to ask you, you a couple of questions for us to get started today. Um, what, what is it to you in your life that, that you really love the most right now as you are f- free from going punching a clock every day? Uh, what is it you like most about your life? Well, after retirement, of course, I have to say being a mom and a wife to my family, I just so love spending time with my family, being together. Uh, like I said earlier, my daughter will be here this coming weekend for Easter from uh, A&M, and our son, well, he is with us. But just having that time together, I have I have even thought of, you know, when they all come home, when we're all home together, we we have a king size bed that's mm-hmm. new. I just want to cuddle with them in oh, bed and watch movies. Make them little again. Huh? Yes, make them little again. Yeah. And when we when we are all four together, we play board games. We play dominoes. Really? Oh yes, we love doing that. That's our time. We watch Netflix. Uh-huh. Um, we go to Redbox actually. <laughs> uh-huh. And. That's what we love to do. If we if we do something outside the home, it's to go bowling. Bowling? I yes. didn't know that. Ma'am, I yes, ma'am. That. we love to bowl. Um, I just cherish those times of being together yeah. when we're complete. I mean, they each have a car now, and this during spring break we were all together, and it's like, wow, there's four cars <laughs> in the driveway. <laughs> Where do you get those yes. grandbabies? Well, the great grandbabies. Exactly. You know, it's kind of what about you, Carol? What is it you uh, like most about oh, your life right now? I love my grandchildren. You're right. It's yeah. grandchildren. Yes. And my family, of course. Yeah. But I love, um, I've worked hard to try yes. to stay in their lives and to be relevant in their lives, even mm-hmm. though they've grown up. And the greatest joy is having one of the older ones call me just to see how I'm doing. And um, mm-hmm. and then, of course, coming over. We don't do the same things anymore. Yeah. I don't chase soccer balls and watch them out there <laughs> and play ball with them. But um, it's in being with your family, and it's we do a lot of different things. But my family loves to hunt, and we, you know, go to San Saba and to the ranch and, mm-hmm. and just be together. How different is life for you today than what it was growing up? Oh, my goodness, it's a different world. You know, we were safe then, and we, we talk about it all the time, how they would just kind of let us go outside. Nobody worried about mm-hmm. where we were or anything, and we would come home kind of when we wanted to. We would. I had ten friends that were very close that have stayed close through the years. We really? still get together once a year. And we would get on bikes and take a sack lunch and go biking, and nobody even knew where we were. And, um, of course, uh, growing up in a San Saba, people watched you. Mm-hmm. If if you did something wrong, oh my if your parents didn't see it, somebody else did, and they reported you and might mm-hmm. pat you on the bottom or whatever. You know, we grew up in a community that really did love you and mm-hmm. take care of you from God's perspective, not from a worldly perspective. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that community is still like that to some extent. It's so different now, of course. Yeah. But Well, part of it is the social media we have today, and that's why it's interesting here. Julia say that they play games and things because mm-hmm. I know when we have our children together, we have a rule, you know, the cell phones go Phones go off. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we let them put them in the basket or hang them out. And uh-huh. it, it was hard to do that because we they looked at us like, you know, you're just old fogies or something. But it, it, uh, family time is so precious now yes. uh, for us with grandchildren. We have great grandchildren now. Oh. and. 
it, it is so precious. We really want to take advantage of every minute. And so, yes. Well, we, um, what about you, Julia? What is it that's... Well, you know, I, I was just thinking about the line, uh, along the lines that we're talking about, you know, growing up, we didn't have the luxuries that we do today. Uh-huh. And, you know, the social media, it's how we connect today. Long time ago, I remember my mom having friends over and my grandmother having their comadres, is what they were called, coming yeah. over. And they visited while the kids were all outside playing. What did we play? You know, jacks. We, yeah. you know, played with marbles. Uh, we chased each other uh, barefooted. We didn't even have shoes. Oh, no, we didn't wear <laughs> shoes. <laughs> and you talked about safety earlier. Uh, we mostly stayed with my grandmother because both parents worked. I remember they opened all the windows. We had a screen yes. door with a little latch, you know, the yes. little latch thing, not the deadbolts like yes. today. And we slept on the floor because it, it was, was hot. Cool. Yeah. And and so we just opened up all the windows. We left the screen door unlocked. Mm-hmm. We had keys. Yes. Keys were left in the ignition in the cars yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. because you didn't have the terror that we have today. Yeah. You know, that yeah. is interesting because uh, I'm – you know, I just had a great big birthday party. Eighty-five years <laughs> it was old. Wonderful. Oh, yes. Well, it was good. Um, life was different for us because my my dad provided well for us, and we lived in a community where you know it just was not that way for everyone. And we had the first electric refrigerator. Oh my and, goodness! And what my mom did every night was she would dump the ice trays. And our job was to go to the two neighbors on each side and take them ice so they could have drinking water before bedtime. Oh, my goodness. And I look back at that, what a treasure that was for Mm. my mom to have compassion to do that. Yes. Uh, My dad had a radio station, and our whole life was built around that Mm. um, and his job. And um, it, it changed in World War II because he was drafted into the Navy. And the very bottom of my life, it just really fell out, just literally. But that was the thing God used in my life to bring me to a point where I could trust him and uh, live without fear. And so, you know, when we look back, it's good. But what we want to do today is we come back, we want to look forward and talk about where we are and how God is using what he has created in each one of us to bring honor and glory to himself and to make things right in our world. That, that have gone awry. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned to, with us. This is Evelyn Davis, and I have uh, Carol Everett and Julia Ruiz. <laughs> I'm getting it in studio, and we'll be right back after these here from our sponsors. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. 
From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn and Reverend Linda Chandler. Love Talking today about love, life, and marriage and the tree of love, gateway to redemption. Thanks, Gavin, and thank you to all those that make it possible for us to be here uh, on the weekends, on Saturday and Sunday, and uh, we really do appreciate our sponsors. Uh, Some of them have been with us 32 years, Carol. Can you believe that? That's incredible. That's wonderful. 32 years. That's honor because you've honored them and taken the message forward. Well, you've just given us an opportunity to do things. When I grew up, I said I would never do radio because because my family... uh, I mean, my friends would have tea parties on Saturday, and I couldn't go. I'd have to pull the records. And we didn't have a telephone, had a milk bottle on the front porch. Anybody want to make a, a dedication, we call it, want to dedicate this to Aunt Surrey, and she got a broke toe this week. <laughs> uh, I said I'd never do that. I would mm-hmm. never do that. And, you know, in God's vocabulary, there's not a word never. That's right. So and anyway, you know, we are talking today about yesterday, but we want to talk about today. But, you know, in life, we all have a regret about something. Uh, Julia, has there ever been a regret? Did you regret getting married, or what was your biggest regret? Well, my I think one of my biggest regrets, because I'm not perfect, and I have several, but I'll just touch on one, is um, I was the oldest in my family, I had to work early. I had to take care of the kids because my dad was a truck driver. Uh So my mother practically raised us as a single parent. Now, he was out doing what he needed to do because he was making good money. He had a ninth-grade education. My mother had a fifth-grade education. So they looked up to me as, you need to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting married for the first time, and Evelyn, you probably don't even know this because I don't tell a lot of people, but I got married at the age of 19. Mm. My husband was very abusive, and I knew that before I married him, but I married him anyway. I think that what I did was I wanted to escape from the battles I had at home, and I saw this as a way out. But I called it quits after five years of chaos, and Mm. there was infidelity in the marriage. Mm. He did it not once but twice, and I thought, okay, that's it. I didn't know the Lord then. 
like oh, I know now. Now. And I have remarried, and like I said, it's been 27 years, and I have found me a true gem. Oh, I love him, too. I love him almost as much as you do. But, you know, it is, it is important for us to look back and know that we are not perfect. That is my point. Amen. We are not perfect. We make bad choices. What about you, Carol? Well, of course, my abortion is the thing I regret the most. You had an abortion. What age? I was actually 28. What was the condition? I was married for the second time, and there was an agreement there would be no more children. You agreed to that? I never. He said, if you get pregnant, will you have an abortion? Of course. I never expected to get pregnant, so I said yes. And the choice was then my husband or my baby. He he valued agreements above all else. Mm -hmm. And the moment that abortion was over, I was different, and I knew it. And I hated him for not protecting me. And um, our lives fell apart. Mm-hmm. And you chose what at that point? Well, at that point, we were divorced, and then I started selling abortions to other women because that would justify my own abortion on a daily basis. Started selling the life of little babies. Yes, and telling myself I was helping women. What did that uh, work out to be? How did that make a change in your life? Everything about me was about destruction. My whole life was destroyed. There was no peace in my life. Um, I was absolutely miserable, but I would have told I wouldn't tell you that. Yeah. I never could admit. It took me 13 years to admit that the uh, the abortion. I stopped telling people I'd had an abortion. I couldn't tell them I was bad enough to have had an mm-hmm. abortion, but I'd tell them how great abortion was for them. And then it became money. I saw the money in it. I became one third. Uh, interest partner in the largest abortion clinic in Texas, planning to be a millionaire. And then I had an intervention. Tell me about that. There was a brave person. Actually, there were 12 brave men that believed there was someone in that abortion clinic that God wanted out. They counted the cost and decided they would intervene. And um, thank you, Lord, they did, because when I prayed that prayer, it was real. I chose Jesus as my Savior, and I, I walked out. Had, what was your spiritual uh, or your faith walk prior to that moment? You know, I had gone to ch- My parents didn't go to church. They took me to church and dropped me off for Sunday school and would pick me up before church. And then as I grew up, I wanted to be with the kids in church because they were my friends. Yes. So then I would go to the Methodist church, and I would go to the Baptist church. And my mother um, said to me that I was too young to know what I wanted to do spiritually, so I shouldn't join the church. And then mm-hmm. my sister when she was about nine, decided she wanted to join the church. And I thought, well, if they'd let me at that point, I wonder where I'd be today because I knew I was not in the right yeah. place. So when she was ready, I took her hand and we walked down the aisle. It was a commitment for her, but it was a helping her do it. At that point, it was not the same commitment for me. Mm-hmm. But I never remember hearing the gospel. I'm certain I did, but I never remember hearing mm-hmm. that Jesus Christ died for my sins. You know, that's interesting because uh, a a lot of people go through life in church. And I love church. I love our church. Mm -hmm. I love Dr. Steve. I love everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, But just go through life thinking that it's a matter of keeping rules Mm -hmm. and being nice to people and, you know, having a clean life and not a real heart or life change. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a, a little bit. But, you know, one of the things that happens when we come to the reality that God is really in the person of Jesus Christ is we get a power package. That's a good way to put it. We get a power package. 
It's like the Easter season, you know, little bunnies leave little drops of color (laughs) here and there. But the Lord Jesus moves into our life in a way that he, we become the, the resident of his Holy Spirit and it changes us. It literally, it changed my life as a teenager when I had a, High school creative English teacher that said, Evelyn, you've got some disabilities. They don't have to have you. And, oh, wonderful. Yeah. And, and she, through a, a period of time, she led me to faith in Christ. Oh, and that's one of the reasons that, that, you know, I'm just so excited about the opportunity we have today with all of the media, Judy, that you've been involved in and networking and all that, that we hear from people around the world who listen to Love Talk. Literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few months ago, we had an invitation I did to go to Lebanon to speak. Oh <laughs> you know, I, I can't do that anymore. But, you know, life is special because it's powerful. Yes. And we're going to look, talk a little bit about that today. But I want us to get into what's really uh, the ministry of your life, Carol, what God has called you to. We're at the 240th anniversary of the United States of America a republic form of government, this July, mm. 240 years. That's not a long time no, compared not. to the other nations. And we're founded on biblical principles. Our, the Constitution is founded on the Ten Commandments. If you check it out, it checks out real. Mm. And the men who wrote our Bill of Rights, they prayed before they did that. But today we are in serious trouble. And I know just recently you were in Washington, D.C. when uh, the Supreme Court took under consideration uh, the HB2 bill that we passed here in Texas in the area of life. Give us a, a, a viewpoint of what happened there and how important prayer was as you went. Well, we had prayed and prayed and prayed before we went, and I thank so many of you who did pray. Mm-hmm. And we had prayed particularly for Scott Keller, the, uh, the Solicitor General of the State of Texas, who was arguing the case. And as you walked up to the Supreme Court, the two factions were still there. There were pro-choice people with great microphones and the pro-life people with no microphones. But there was still a battle going on. There were people with bullhorns, and it was just crazy. Mm-hmm. But... Um, The interesting thing about the Supreme Court is this. Uh, We had Scott Keller, who's 34 years old, had argued this was his ninth case to argue before the court. And as the justices are there, they are sitting there, and they, uh, Justice uh, Clarence Thomas had asked his first question in 10 years the day before we were there. I noticed that. Ten years he'd gone without asking a question. We thought he would ask a question on ours, but he didn't. He moved back and forth in his chair the whole time and seemed a little agitated. But you can walk through the court. There were only four seats from Texas allowed, mm-hmm. and you could walk through and be and walk through for three minutes. But at a certain point, they stopped it and let people watch. And the pro-choice justices were pelting Scott with questions. They would never let him complete an answer. They would hit him with another one. The pro-choice argue, uh, the attorney literally asked for more time. She couldn't answer the questions like Scott could. She asked mm-hmm. to get the information and come back to them. And uh, later, some of the legal experts who watch the court say that Scott actually did the best pro-life argument they'd ever seen before the I Supreme really Court. He did a great job. Um, we left. We were excited. Texans were together. It was, you know, when they, they came out of the court, we stood behind the attorney general, and we had our pictures made with him, mm-hmm. and he did a short pre- pre- press conference. And 
then we went away to lunch, and then the uh, Susan B. Anthony and Alliance Defending Freedom organizations had a reception for us mm-hmm. where they brought the attorneys in, and we could talk and process <laughs> and talk about what happened and talk about their feelings, and then the people who were there that were watching could share what they'd seen. It was a wonderful time, uh, but you walked away and you went, okay, what's going to happen? Okay, there could be a 4-4 decision. We were there on Wednesday. By Friday, they could have voted, and if it was 4-4, they mm-hmm. could have come back and said it's a tie. It goes back to Texas. It will only affect the Fifth Circuit, because, but the Fifth Circuit ruled for us, so it would have yeah. upheld the bill, wouldn't have affected the nation. Now they could have a 5-3 vote against, and we could lose. They could have a 5-3 vote for, and we're still praying for Justice Kennedy that he will vote for, mm-hmm. and they will uphold HB2, if it is a 4-4 tie at the end, and they tie it again this week, you know, they're still out there. So that would just, again, the Fifth Circuit, but that would be a win for us. So it's still being debated. It's debated, and they will release their ruling the end of June. The end of June. When we come back, we want to talk a little bit more about that and and talk about... Why this is so important across this nation. Texas has been the leader, and we uh, we know that this is God's plan of life because he is pro. Jesus is pro-life. There's no Amen. doubt about that. Amen. So uh, stay with us. Uh, we need to hear from some of our good sponsors, uh, Gavin, and we'll be back with Love Talk right after this. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. 
Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinketer, and Kathy Enderbrock. Thank you, Gavin, and thank you to all those good sponsors that we've heard from today. Um, it, they make it possible for us to be here. Done that. We have one that's been with us 32 years, Carol. Can you believe that? That's wonderful. That's pay the money for a woman to get on the radio and talk 32 <laughs> years. You're doing a good job, and they approve. Well, you know, it's home. It's just yes. natural. And yes. there's no put on here. We just tell the truth. Mm-hmm. We're talking today about life and about love, God's plan for us. Um the HB2 thing, and let's review just a few minutes uh, for those that may have just joined us, is uh, the basic bill that the Texas legislature passed in 2013, right? Yes, that requires an abortionist to have admitting privileges to a hospital within 30 miles of the facility and ambulatory surgical facility standards to be met by the facility. Mm-hmm. Well, just this week, uh, there was one ruling that came out of the um, Supreme Court uh, let's talk a little bit about it. It had to do with the health care uh, for, uh, for well, especially the Catholic uh, denomination for that thing. Tell us a little bit about that one. They're trying to force Catholics and the Little Sisters of the Poor and the Priests for Life to provide um, birth control against their religious principles yes. as part of the Obamacare mandate. Mm-hmm. And... Um, of course, there are all sorts of reasons that we think that shouldn't be because there are a hundred million Americans that have exemptions to Obamacare. Why in the world would they not automatically have an exemption mm-hmm. to Obamacare? Mm-hmm. They do not believe in birth control, have never believed mm-hmm. in birth control, and yet the Obama administration is working hard to force them to provide birth control. So it was tied up four to four, is that right? It was a four to four tie, yes, okay. which means it only goes to the district that filed it. But I don't know exactly where that is because there were five universities and there were yes. so many different groups in there. Yes. I don't know. And so many different states. I don't. But it is. It just affects the district that the ruling came out of. The, oh, like really? The, the fifth. Unless this one came. I don't quite understand. Let me be honest. I don't understand it. A 4-4 ruling, just like if it's us, it's the fifth circuit. So yeah. I don't know which circuit actually has this one. You know, it is uh, a complicated maze when you begin to think of how... Our government is functioning now, and it's our time that we ought to be on our knees before God, standing up. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, but, you know, uh, it takes people like you, Carol, to get out there and learn the inside of the legalistic, uh, the legislative part of, of what's going on. And then it takes people like me to just talk about it and people like Miss Julia that's working in it. Julia, let's talk a little bit about uh, what your perspective for life for the unborn is and how important it is that you feel like right now God's called you to really put some time into this uh, initiative. Well, since my retirement, I wasn't sure what I was going to do, and God led me to the Pflugerville Pregnancy Resource Center. And, you know, I think that life for the unborn is so important uh, because it's human life, whether it's inside the body or outside the body um, or in the womb. The heart starts beating after 21 days Mm. of conception. And with today's technology, as you all know, uh, the family can see the baby. It's it's real. It's not just a mass or Mm. how they say a tissue. It is human life. It's a baby. So you are working with the Pflugerville, and you all have an event coming up? Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, 
I've been asked to, you know, help on fundraising and getting people to this celebration dinner that we're having. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Made some new friends, <laughs> and I, I just love it. Mm-hmm. Um it's Saturday, April the 2nd. It's from 7 to 9 p.m. It's going to be at the Austin Marriott North, which mm-hmm. is in Round Rock at La Frontera. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, we're just having our banquet as mm-hmm. a fundraiser. But not only that, Evelyn, it's also to let those who don't know much about mm-hmm. what the right. Pregnancy Center is is to inform them that there is an alternative Mm -hmm. to abortion. There is. Our son was adopted. A lot of people do not know that. Mm -hmm. You know, there are other options than having an abortion. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so these unplanned pregnancies, these women, especially the younger ones, need to know that it's not just Planned Parenthood. Right. (laughs) You can come to any pregnancy center. So this event is going to be this evening, April the 2nd. It's going to be April the 2nd. I believe that's two weeks. No, that's today. Oh, yes, it's today. Yes. On, we are pre-taping. Oh, okay, <laughs> from 7 to 9 p.m. Okay. And so uh, just go to our website, pfprc.org, or call, just Google the Pflugerville Pregnancy Resource Center. Uh-huh. And uh, find out more about there. Could you could you give them a phone number that they might? Yes, ma'am. It's area code five one two six seven zero one seven seven seven. And you know the number seven is. Complete. Oh yes. <laughs> it's yeah. a God thing. That, that's <laughs> what our book is all about. That Carol and I put together, praying seven by seven by seven, seven, seven minutes a day, seven days a week, seven weeks, which is forty nine days. Then you start over and praise God. Well, Carol, there's. there's there's another really thing that's uh, that came out uh, just recently in an article that was in the Statesman saying that um, which is a local uh, Austin not Christian that's a good news journal the Austin newspaper and it says that uh, Texas abortions are down 14 uh, percent and their restrictions have shut many of the clinics that is a little bit um, off record right. It's very off record. First of all, let's start with the clinics closing. If the clinics were willing to meet the surgical standards for other, other, any other surgical facility, they could still operate. But they want a second substandard category of surgery for women who choose abortion. That's not right. And thank mm-hmm. you, Jesus, that Texas is standing up for that. They say 14%, yet even pregnancy, uh, Pflugerville Pregnancy Resource Center doubled their number of clients seen last year. They had a 50% increase. And 183 pregnancy centers across the state saw an additional 40,000 women last year who were planning abortions. Literally, our centers who have centers who have been in business for over 30 years have never had a budget problem, were stretching their budget because they were seeing so many clients serving. Uh, one center served 300% increase. Three hundred percent. And so this number says 14 percent down five percent in five years, 30 percent decline in abortions. But our pregnancy centers are seeing more clients than they've ever seen. Thank you, Lord. And they're saving more lives physically. And, of course, they share life eternally, too. You know, that is just so interesting to me that some of the major media and I know you've worked in that for years and I have. 
you know, you cannot get, read the truth. No, you can't see the they, truth. They just, <laughs> there is not one major television ner- network that will tell the true story about life. That's true. Now, I do, I, I do know that they took the numbers from the Department of State Health Services. Okay. But I think those are skewed because we have twelve to 1,500 people a day moving into Texas every day for over five years. Mm-hmm. And they're coming in and they're pro-choice. I think the numbers for Texas women are somewhere in the 20,000s. <coughs> but, you know, they took the numbers that were there, and that's what they came up with. But the truth about life, I could, you know, we have a long way to go before we get the truth out. And we, at this point, need... People to get involved. You mm-hmm. know, Christians need to stand with our pregnancy centers. I hope that they'll just walk in tonight. Well, they don't, I'll be there. I'll let them eat my food. <laughs> but um, we need to find ways to get involved with this missionary outreach because that's what pregnancy resource centers are. Mm-hmm. This is a missionary outreach to those women who are in unplanned pregnancies. Christians, let's, let's be involved. It's an easy way to help someone else. Amen. You know, when you look at it from that point of view, uh, the Lord is just... Um, sitting on his throne today saying, Carol Everett. (laughs) (laughs) Jewish. You know, uh, one of the the most important things is that we be true to what it is that God says life should be. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And understand it and Mm -hmm. teach our families. Yes. You know, we were talking when we were during the break about kids in college having sex with so many different people and abortion is just... We've got to recognize that if we don't tell them the truth, they're going to get it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. We need to stand up and share with our families and with those they touch. And we need to touch them early. Yes. The earlier, the better. I have, you know, ingrained that in my two children, not to have sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. That is going to be your gift to your spouse. And if if you just go with that from the very beginning, and then they are connected with other children who are, you know, have their heads on the straight and mm-hmm. are Christians. I mean, deep in the faith. long mm-hmm. time ago, we didn't have the camps that we have today. We don't have the Christian concerts that we have mm-hmm. today. Um, and that just helps supplement what you're saying, what you've ingrained in their little spirit, how to grow up, being in church Sunday school. I mean, when I was growing up, we didn't have Sunday school. All we had was vacation Bible school, and it was one week. I was mm-hmm. like seven years old. I remember that. Today, we, you know, the churches have so much oh, to offer. Yeah. Yes. And yes. so I know it's hard when you get into college, but, you know, if they're strong Christians or, you know, you tell them you ever have that urge, you get on your knees and you pray. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. And protect yourself. Amen. You know, because so much, you know, life is just dangerous out there on the streets. And we've got some, under, here in the city of Austin, we have some wonderful churches and ministries that really do reach out to college and, and young people. Mm-hmm. And major, we've got one church that has 5,000. Young people every Sunday. Wow, Five, over five thousand. That's wonderful. Three locations. Mm. Satellites? No, three. No, they, the pastor just travels from one to the other. Oh, wow. all the stone. Oh, yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. There are a lot of things that we don't know within the Christian community that God is doing, and this is a God thing. It mm-hmm. is a God thing. There is a movement. There yes. is a movement going. And on. there's a real. Um, 
real consciousness now, I think, of young people in regard to leadership. And we want to talk a little bit about that when we come back, about some of the special things that are coming up. It is time for us to take our break. Let's do that, Gavin, and we'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest-growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Was your website built by a programmer or a marketer? It makes a difference, a huge difference. Think, marketing is a local boutique ad agency that builds websites around you, your business, and your customers. This approach is Y-O-U-centric. Visit thinkmarketingtexas.com to learn more. That's thinkmarketingtexas.com. It won't cost you to sit down and find out how you can have a website that looks fantastic while making you money. Come on, isn't it time to update your website? thinkmarketingtexas.com. ThinkMarketingTexas.com. Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn and Reverend Linda Chandler. Love talking today about love, life, and marriage and the tree of love, gateway to redemption. Thanks, Gavin. We just heard, uh, Karen, we're laughing here in the studio that our pastor, Steve Washburn, is he is such a great pastor. Both mm-hmm. you and I both uh, work outside in, in marketplace ministries. And, mm-hmm. you know, some churches, uh, you have to scratch your head if you're a woman <laughs> when you go in. But we have been received so well, Carol. And mm-hmm. we certainly want to give honor to Dr. Steve today for for the work that he does, even with us and all that we, but especially, um, Julia, with the Pflugerville uh, Pregnancy Center. And so, uh, again, let us mention that tonight is the event, it, yes, and they can call you. Uh, yes, we. you can call 512-670-1777, or you can go online to www.pfprc.org. O-R-G. Well, you know, this is a, a very special time, and uh, as we uh, begin to look, at the weeks ahead, Carol, there are some major events that are coming down. One of the most important things that we've got to do in the state of Texas and in our nation is to pray, yes. is to get out of the prayer closets, get on active duty, and pray, and begin to explore and discover those people that God may be calling to serve us in the area of leadership. Yes. And um, we, uh, one of the first things that's coming up is in I know, Julia, you're excited about this as I am, is the Decision America Tour with Franklin Graham. Yes. And that's going to be on April the 26th. That's just, you know, two and a half weeks away. Yes. And um, we are really praying for about 20,000 people to come to Austin. 
And, you know, we had South by Southwest here just recently, and parking went up to $80. Mm. Uh, that's what my friend Gavin oh, was telling me. And so we're working hard on getting some of those arrangements made. And uh, it's kind of an exciting time as Franklin comes and calls people. He is going to call the preachers out of the pulpit, the people out of the pew, to the public place of repentance and seeking God. That How important is that, Carol? HB2 would not be law today if people had not come to their knees on the Capitol steps and prayed. And um, any great movement, of course, anything that happens, prayer precedes it. Yeah. And if we want to take this nation back, we've got to get on our knees. Yeah. And I think that's the leadership that Franklin Graham is bringing and, of course, we'll be talking about, and we'll yeah. be there on the 26th on our knees praying with yeah. you and him Amen. because this is critical. Yeah. It's a critical time. That was a critical time in history in the Texas Legislature when Planned Parenthood and the move on people from Chicago and all those people came in and literally shut down our government. And you and I did. We did TV every day. I did 40 hours of live. You were there all the time, Evelyn. (laughs) 40 hours of live television. And uh, and it was international. Uh, And I wore white. (laughs) I wore white because, you know, we had orange on one side and blue on the other. And and we got some really good interviews with young people who wow. did not know why they were there. Yes. They were just told, said they gave us, they paid $2,300 per person to come that week. Oh yes. my Plus gosh. they paid their hotel bill, their transportation bill, their food bill, and their beer bill. They were drinking more than they were eating, I think. But anyway, <laughs> yes. Wow. I yes. did so the battle yes. is when... But we had 5,000 intercessors on the Capitol. You know, if you go back to that, Evelyn, that that rally took place in eight days, mm-hmm. did not cost one red cent. We brought in Mike Huckabee. He paid his own way. The mm-hmm. Duggars called from Arkansas and said, can we come? People came from all over, mm-hmm. and then people called and said, I, I will give you $20,000 if you'll get buses to bring people in. God moved. There's no way that could have happened. And then 5,000 people in eight days. Only God. Yeah. And so we'll believe with you for 20000 or more. Well, we, we're praying every Tuesday at the Austin Baptist Association. We'd invite you to come and join us at noontime. We have water and bread if you want to fast or you can bring your sandwich. Uh, and we have a great team with Trey Kent and uh, David Smith and Dr. Kai Bowman. Uh, we have a group that's going to catch a train out at Cedar Park and come in on the train and walk the seven or eight blocks to the Capitol and then uh, go to t- go to lunch downtown. We've got oh. stories that you wouldn't believe, and we'll be talking about some of those in 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 the days to come. And apart from that, we do have the t- uh, National Day of Prayer is approaching. That is the first week in May, and it, the governor uh, Greg Abbott is uh, will call the state of Texas to prayer that morning at the DoubleTree Hotel. Uh, the tickets are thirty five dollars. People asked me this week, how in the world can you do that for $35? I said, well, the breakfast itself costs 25 <laughs> AV is <clears throat> 5000 Oh, my goodness. Plus 22%. Oh, and so, you know, usually when we have these big things, they're $100 for a ticket, even for lunch. Yes. So it is open, and you can go to the website, NDP Austin, in like national, D, daily, P, prayer, dot org. Uh, I'm at austin.org. Um, it, 
it really is an opportunity for all over for us to uh, do again what God's called us to do. Mm-hmm. There'll be a great event at the Capitol on Thursday that week. And begin now to pray and prepare for that. We've got people coming in from across the, across the nation. John Hagee will be the speaker mm-hmm. with Greg Abbott and will be talking about Wake Up America. And mm-hmm. it is important for us to pray. But you know, as important in prayer is the, the great, as great as prayer is, is the opportunity and the responsibility that we have to Share the love of the Lord Jesus and share the life of the Lord Jesus. Yes. And one of the things that, that is so uh, important during this particular season, you know, uh, that spring brings about many celebrations, and one of those is Easter. And Easter uh, is a very special time. The whole month of April is special as we move into uh the events that come up for us to pray. But that is always preceded by Easter. And Easter is a very special time because that is the time that Jesus paid the price of love for us. Yes. He, um, he went up the, four, the Via Della Rosa, 14 places he stopped to rest carrying that cross. And the cross to us is the Easter tree. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's the tree of life. Yes. Yes, And as he carried that cross, he carried my sin and your sin on his back and gave it up. And the scriptures say, apart from the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Now, we've talked today about life that's imperfect. You know, none of us. I certainly am not perfect. Man tells me that every day. <laughs> I mean, he'll say something. I say, I'm not perfect. He'll say, well, I'm not perfect either, but we've got to fix it. Uh, and that's what the Lord Jesus did. Uh-huh. And one of the reasons that the tree of life is so important is because when God created Adam and Eve, he gave them a perfect life. Yes. He walked with them every day. He guided them. He loved them. He related to them. And it was really heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. But he gave to them free will to make some choices and some make some decisions. And unfortunately, uh, Eve was um, attracted to the thing that was not of God, and she paid a price for that. Mm-hmm. But God said that he, he told Ezekiel, there's going to come a day when I'm going to take out their old, cold, stony hearts. Because the people had forgotten God. Mm-hmm. They they got their rituals, but the very presence of God, they, did, they didn't see. When Moses would go up on top of the mountain to talk to God or for listen to God, mm-hmm. he would have the Shekinah glory, which is the glory that surrounded Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when he would come down, he would take his mantle and cover his face so that people couldn't see it come or go. You know, that is a, a symbol of the love of the Lord Jesus as God prepared a nation to receive him. And Israel today stands strong against so many of the things that are anti-God yes. mm-hmm. because God has blessed it. I think that is true of America as well. But the important thing today is, is that we look at that Easter tree, the tree of life. Mm-hmm. The people early century Christians believed strongly that Jesus would return and come through the eastern gate. And that eastern gate today is rocked in. You can't go through it. 
And below it is Hedron Valley, and up on the top hillside is Mount of Olives. The first century Christians were buried in that valley, and that whole valley is a picture of white crosses. If you Mm -hmm. go to Israel, it's the white crosses. What were they there for? They were there because they believed Jesus is coming again, and he is coming again. Mm -hmm. And so while we're here working in this time in America's history, it is important that we were born for such a time as this and that Jesus Christ is alive and willing to receive any who would come to him by faith. And so as you're listening today, it is a simple thing. A, as you acknowledge you're lost and you need him, Mm -hmm. you cannot save yourself. Mm -hmm. And he has a plan for every life. B, as you believe he loves you and he will care for you. And C, is that you confirm it and begin to live a life that shows that you do belong to Lord Jesus. And the thing about this, Carol and Julia, is we get a love package. And it is the power of his spirit. And he says that even while we as Christians are working for him, serving him, worshiping him, praising, doing all those things, that he is praying for us. And so prayer is important. So I would say to you again, uh, plan this evening if you can. Give us that number again. It's area code 512-670-1777. Uh, give us a call and uh, thank you Carol for being with us thank you Julia for being with us and it's going to be a great week as we look toward the time that we are going to be more and more like Jesus have a great week